0: of st louis original podcast things are heating up but we've got everything you need to know from across the st louis region this is st louis all local from kmox our top local story on this tuesday july 25th we've got a heat advisory that takes effect on wednesday let's check in right now with kmox meteorologist dave murray
1: Michael, temperatures in the mid-90s as we head into the early evening. Obviously, the dome of summer
0: is in control. And this is going to be a solid summer heat wave that will last right through the weekend. Typically, the next two weeks, the hottest we see in the St. Louis area each summer.
1: It's great news, um, actually, for the entire economy
0: of the U.S. The Teamsters have averted a strike against UPS and Chris Tongay, Principal Officer and Secretary-Treasurer of Teamsters Local 688 in St. Louis, tells KMOX the union had been bargaining for several months.
1: Tongay says over the past couple of years, UPS has made over $100 billion in profits. It all boiled down to wages. We had a couple of issues regarding two-tier wage scales for delivery drivers that got addressed and our demands were met and then also part-time employees. Tange tells KMOX the part-timers started around $16 an hour. And that wasn't competitive in the local job market because you could go anyplace and make that kind of money and the, the work at UPS is very physically demanding. Tange expects local 688 Teamsters to ratify the deal early next month. Maria Kena, KMOX News.
0: The same- St. Louis County Council took the first step toward giving a tax break for Boeing's $1.8 billion expansion. The council today approved the writing of legislation to issue so-called Chapter 100 bonds, allowing the project to avoid taxes for construction and materials. Fair advocate Tom Sullivan addressed the council.
1: Chapter 100 subsidies were intended to be incentives. They have become entitlements and are mostly going to wealthy corporations that don't need them. Yet this council rubber-stamped some with virtually no scrutiny.
0: Boeing would also receive a 50% property tax abatement for 10 years under the proposal. Foodmaker Performance Food Group is also looking for a similar bond package worth $117 million to cross the border from the city to the county. Janae Edmondson takes a major step this week in her recovery.
1: The teenage volleyball player from Tennessee who lost her legs when she was run over in downtown St. Louis in February is getting her first set of prosthetics Wednesday. Marilyn Edmondson said on her GoFundMe page, it's been five months and eight days since she's seen her daughter standing up. Donations now total more than $830,000 with a goal of $900,000. The aftermath of Janae's injuries eventually led to the resignation of circuit attorney Kim Gardner. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News.
0: The Major K-Squad is looking for the gunman who shot and killed a man on a Metrolink train in the Metro East early this morning.
1: It happened just before dawn at the Jackie Joyner Kersey station where the train had come to a routine stop. The doors opened in a car where two men had been arguing. One of the subjects
0: uh, began to exit the train uh, when a second subject who ultimately was the victim got up and kicked him as he was exiting the train. And then the suspect turned around,
1: came back on the train and fired a sh- fired shots. Metrolink Security Director Kevin Scott says they only have enough security guards to cover about half the trains and none was on board during the shooting, but they did capture clear security camera images of the suspect which were given to police. Kevin Colleen, KMOX News. The victim is identified as
0: 23-year-old Torian Ostel of Shiloh, Illinois. A North County man admits faking a disability to get the money. 50-year-old Charles Adams of Berkeley tells a federal judge he stole more than $100,000 in Veterans Administration disability benefits by pretending to have a bad back. Assistant U.S. Attorney Diane clocky says Adams was quite fit.
1: They saw on surveillance at his home as he was leaving. He was able to get in and out of his vehicle normally. He was was able to lift bags of trash into a dumpster, and he didn't need anything to help him walk. He was walking normally, but once he got to the VA shortly thereafter, he got out of his vehicle using a cane, walking slowly as he went into the building.
0: Adams was also working as a personal fitness trainer, posting videos online of him lifting weights. He faces up to 10 years in prison and fines up to $250,000 when he's sentenced. Get ready to see a lot of traffic cones around St. Louis, five main corridors, Union Grand, King's High Highway, Jefferson, and Goodfellow are being repaved and transformed to allow for more ADA-friendly crosswalks. It's part of the Safer Streets bill signed by the mayor earlier this year. Scott Ogilvy is the city's Complete Streets Program Manager. So these projects are in engineering now. Um, we will be bidding the projects uh, later this year and into 2024. Uh, we're going to start construction on some of them in 2024, and construction will continue Uh, through 2025. The work on Jefferson has already begun and should be complete by next summer. The KMOX Business Desk, CreveCore-based women's clothing retailer Soft Surroundings, plans to close its distribution center in central Missouri and lay off workers there. The facility is in Mexico, Missouri. According to a filing with the state, the company expects the closure to happen in early September. 79 positions will be eliminated. Soft Surroundings just opened the warehouse in 2016. Well, as we continue on KMOX, a big expansion unveiled by a St. Charles County tech producer as the world is still recovering from that shortage of semiconductor chips. You may recognize the name MEMC, the company now known as Global Wafers, unveiling that expansion and joining us now to explain it to us is Patrick McKeon, the Economic Development Director for the city of O'Fallon, Missouri. Thanks for joining us, Patrick.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Happy to do it. So
0: first of all, uh, what do they do at Global Wafers? And again, people may remember this as MEMC.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I think they refer to it as MEMC, a global wafers company. And they make the uh, silicon disk that computer chips are placed on. And they're one of the few producers of that to particular product in the United States. Um, and so they're very, very critical to the production of microchips, and microchips go in everything, every electronic product, every smart device, phones, cars, etc. So, MEMC products are spread across the globe.
0: And this could include. We think about the things we build in the St. Louis region, from uh, GM trucks in Wentzville to Boeing fighter jets near the airport. Everything uses these chips.
1: Oh, exactly right. Um, yeah, and GM is a great example because of the fact that they, when they had a ship chip shortage. They have actually had to shut down their production.
0: We've heard all about this shortage and, of course, the impact down the line on, on the things that we use. Uh, but in terms of the recovery from this, uh, you know, what has Global Wafers told you about the, the need to expand in St. Charles County and what impact has uh, the CHIPS Act that we've heard so much about? What impact has that had on this?
1: The CHIPS Act has made a huge impact uh, driven by their partnership with a group called Global Foundries. And Global Foundries has partnered with Global Wafers on an $800 million deal that is in part driven by the CHIP Act. Um, a portion of that $800 million deal is this $300 million investment in MEMC and O'Fallon. So um, those, all those things combined, taking approximately three years to pull all those pieces together to make this project happen.
0: Yeah, take us behind the scenes a little bit about, uh, you know, how does a big economic development project uh, get sealed? How does a deal like this get done?
1: Uh, Well, it it takes a lot of effort by all parties. Uh, We were very fortunate to have the state of Missouri uh, in lockstep with us as they worked through the project, too. Our uh, Ameren, Missouri, uh, Spire, uh, the uh, St. Charles County Community College, uh, in addition to the city of O'Fallon, all worked together uh, to pull this project uh, from our perspective, the public's perspective, uh, into the happening. And then once we were able to make that offering of assistance to MEMC, um, then they were able to figure out and get that deal completed with Global Foundries for this $800 million partnership.
0: Now, what kind of uh, tax incentives are being utilized here?
1: Yeah. The uh, city of Fallon utilizes a tool called Chapter 100, which uh, provides a, uh, an abatement of a portion of the property taxes. And when you have a $300 million capital investment, that's a significant amount of new property taxes that are generated. Half of those new generated taxes will be going to all the taxing districts, and then a portion of those will be uh, abated or reduced for the benefit of MEMC. So their uh, annual costs. Uh, tax liability costs are lower.
0: What is the history of MEMC, Global Wafers, has a a long history in the St. Louis region?
1: They very much do. They were founded in O'Fallon in 1959. And so they have have gone through significant expansion, had thousands of of employees at one time. Uh, They've gone through, um, you know, Various waves, economic waves, up and down. They've changed ownership a couple of times. But we are very, very fortunate that um, a couple of years ago, um, well, it's almost like five, six years ago now, uh, that uh, Global Wapers made a huge investment in buying the MEMC assets, uh, which are, they have, I think, seven or eight plants around the globe. uh, And the O'Fallon one being the only one here in the United States.
0: What kind of a job impact uh, does the current uh, operation have uh, in the region? And then what might change with this expansion?
1: Yeah, they they presently have, I think, somewhere around 350 employees. And this new capital investment that will go online next year and be in full production by 2025 will actually create um, 100-plus new um, family-supporting wage jobs.
0: And we've heard so much about other parts of the country, you know, getting uh, an Intel plant here or an LG battery plant there. Some folks may say, we haven't had an, an announcement like that in the St. Louis area. But when you think about it, for instance, in Carondelet, they're building, um, ICL is building the ingredients that will go into electric batteries. These are the wafers that make the chips possible. Is, right. uh, is this part of the supply chain, uh, 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 an area that St. Louis is kind of cornering?
1: Uh, it is. Uh, it is. There's a lot of strength and a lot of history here in the St. Louis region in this particular um, sector because of the fact that we've had such a strong manufacturing presence in St. Louis for a couple hundred years now. And so, you know, the base is here. It's very difficult for the St. Louis region to find a 200, 300, 400 acre site to, to place one of these huge factory plants, you know, multi-billion dollar plants. But our advantage is we have all these 200 employee, 300 employee, 50 employee companies that are very flexible and can supply that industry and supply those type of, of uh, large assembly plants uh, that makes a huge difference.
0: Patrick McKeon, the Economic Development Director for the city of O'Fallon, Missouri, giving us the latest on the expansion announced by Global Wafers. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you very much. Stay safe and stay cool over the next few days and stay up to date by subscribing to St. Louis All Local.